2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: When the NFL turns into the Property Brothers. And Brian Hoyer claps back, as the kids would say, against a former teammate. But was it the owner who he threw under the bus?
4: (laughs) It's the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies on 923 The Fan Extra on the free Odyssey app.
1: The first four hours were simply an amuse bouche I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure, you don't want dessert? Not for me. How nah, good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene.
4: We're brought to you by Extend, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. I want to do a Sopranos deep dive so bad, and we can't do it.
3: I feel like we always do end up doing a Sopranos deep dive. I think we've done like 10 of them on this podcast. We've not done Sopranos soprano's deep
4: dives. We've done deep dives Mm -hmm. on on shows, but we've never done a Sopranos deep dive. And we can't do it because I think every podcast known to man, Mm -hmm. including fishing podcasts and whatever have done
3: Sopranos deep dives. I think you've actually led a podcast with word for word, the thing you just said. Yes that you want to do I, more I, Sopranos I deep I said dive.
5: I
4: I have said that before I want to do a Sopranos deep dive and I know so we can't say do it So this
5: and just start every podcast with this No <laughs> so everyone knows 3 <laughs> Sopranos references ago you said I'll never be able to bring up the Sopranos yeah, cuz I'm in the again. middle of a rewatch and then here we are Yes I'm in the middle of a rewatch about the Sopranos
4: and I'm in season 6 and so the rewatch is going splendidly uh, he's just got out of the coma Tony has. Uh, yeah, they've, they've obviously, you know, did in Adriana and, uh, here we are getting ready mm-hmm. for the final run with season six of the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And I'm we like, out. well, everybody has partaken in this already. So I really yeah. can't, what do they call
3: tasty cakes? Was that the final season where he, I think so. uh, the one character, I can't remember any of the names Vito. Was it Vito? Yeah. Uh, Boombots. Sir. no going to somewhere in the Northeast, Went to to Vermont. Get, to Vermont to yeah. get the the he kept asking for the same with a pancakes. I don't remember. That's why I'm uh, going through a rewatch. I know a lot of people <laughs> soured on that storyline. Well, yeah, not not exactly an open mind on that storyline. Oh, no,
4: it didn't didn't hold up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of television, real quick before Here we get we into go. the uh, the Good Morning Football thing, Th- uh, the truth about Jim on Max. Now, we're talking about horrific things, right? Horrific, horrific what things. Is this? this is This is a the, you know, true crime documentary. Okay. Not a fan. Who's uh, he about? Just by the way it ended. You told me not to watch it. Just by the way it ended. It's about Jim Belushi? No, it's okay. about this guy who's... I, t- I mean, they, they think he is a serial killer and he's a bad, bad guy. Okay. <laughs> but it's... It's very odd the way it goes. Like there's some twists and turns, but you get three episodes in, and you kind of know where it's going to go, and then it goes there, and you, you leave unfulfilled because it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give it a week and let you watch. It reminded
5: me of I'll Hotel go watch Cecil. It. I'll go start it today.
4: It reminded me a lot of Hotel Cecil. Uh, also saw Lover Stalker Killer on Netflix. I watched that Outstanding. I've, looked at the, I've looked at the trailer. Outstanding. Very well done. Uh, big twist, big turn, big good stuff. Big fan, thought it was good.
5: Lover, stalker killer. Do
4: we have the audio in and from according Good Morning Football? To Jim. Yes. Um, not life according to Jim, the truth about Jim. Oh. Um, do we have the audio of Good we Morning do. Football?
5: I'm still writing down serial
4: killers. All right. Let's let's uh let's load in the audio Speaking from Good, good Morning Football. Killers. Here is Brian Hoyer. Where, are they playing Johnny Manziel's comments for Brian Hoyer? Or have they, yeah, what, what is they this? Did. No, they're not. He's just responding. He's responding. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, uh, he was. He might not have been prepared. That he might have not been told about this. Which, I mean, you're you're hosting Good Morning Football after Johnny Manziel's been on Club Shay Shea. But, okay, here is Brian Hoyer uh, talking about Johnny Manziel's comments on Club Shay Shea, where uh, apparently Brian Hoyer was not uh, too hospitable of a teammate.
6: I mean, look, I mean, I'm on on my uh, vacation last week in Florida, and I get a text from Mac Jones. He goes, hey, funny, I didn't get this treatment as a rookie. And look, I'll be honest, you know, Johnny's right. That was an opportunity for me to go out and be the starter of my hometown team. But I was kind of apathetic towards him, I would say. You know, I didn't go out of my way to, you know, be a jerk to him. But in the same sense, I was trying to win this job and go out and perform the best I could um, you know, I feel sorry that he feels that way about it. I've, I always looked at it like, you know, never had any animosity towards Johnny. If anything, it was towards the owner and the GM who mm. were always trying to push him ahead of me when clearly he wasn't ready and I was going to be the starter. So, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, that left a, a bad taste in his mouth. But, um, you know, like I said, never had any animosity towards Johnny. And, you know, I feel bad that he feels that way. But, you know, I don't really recall it being that way either. So, Was that the first
5: time you watched it?
6: Oh, uh, when Max sent it to me. Okay. Yeah, Max sent it to me. He texted me. I'm on the beach. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. You know, like.
4: So that's, that's Brian Hoyer talking about it. And uh, I, I kind of said the same thing last week with Jonathan uh, when, that, when that came down, that interview came down, because we were there at that time. I, you know, I, I'd seen a lot of the people who I, I accused people of trying to poison my brain towards Brian at that time. Those people are no longer in the building. Uh, like he just said it. He just said it. I, I did not accuse Johnny of being a liar in that spot. Um, I did not accuse Brian Hoyer of being a bad guy in that spot. Like Brian Hoyer just said it. He had an opportunity to start. And I think it was frustrating where, you know, Zach tells it, man, Zach Jackson tells it. There were people in the hallways in suits after games that the Browns won, who were disappointed the Browns won because Brian Hoyer was the quarterback and not Johnny Menzel. And that, has to be, that had to be one of the most frustrating things for Brian Hoyer ever. The team liked him. The team uh, responded to Brian, and they were not thrilled with all this. And he knew it. Just You had to know a point where they're, they're obviously they're going to go in a different direction come hell or high water. And it's amazing that it really I mean, Johnny Manzelli lasted I mean, technically didn't they last in Cleveland the same amount of time altogether? Two years? Yeah. Johnny was gone in two years. Two seasons. That was it. I that's what I've always said. I go, he didn't drag this on for years. Like he was gone in two seasons. Uh there was
3: a I think He can't even get a pension. I think there was a pretty big hey. bombshell's not the right word because maybe it's it's always been assumed, but you just had somebody <laughs> lay it out for you, somebody who played for the team. I, I, we've always heard like anonymously about one facet of the thing he brought up. We've always heard about it. Is this the first time we've heard somebody who is in the building say it was the owner that was pushing for Manziel, that the owner essentially well, – We've always said meddling owner. and But we never had somebody attach their name – to it, Brian Hoyer just said while he was on the Browns that Jimmy Haslam was pushing for Johnny Manziel. I, I know that we've all just assumed that. So you probably are rolling your eyes if you're hearing that. Um, and like, why is that a takeaway? Because Brian Hoyer just said it. I mean, that, it was it that obvious that you had a player who... Knew, imagine being a football player on that team and going, All right, we all know who's the better quarterback here, but the owner... The GM obviously the GM drafted him. Mm-hmm. Um, was it because the owner told him to? Okay, whatever. When we know Ray Farmer ended up not being a GM very much longer after that. And I don't even know what Farmer's doing now. I'm sure he's a scout or whatever for somebody. Those guys never never out of work for too long. But the owner, Jimmy Haslam, and I, you know, my my the way that I always think about these things like going forward, is that never going to happen again?
5: like a lesson learned scenario. Like was it, is
3: there a lesson learned there? Or are we going to come to a point I, I think with maybe the current quarterback where if he's not playing well and everybody in the building knows he's not playing well, but the owner but the owner is still, I, still well, this is still a much pulling strings? Like I, I wonder that because, I mean, my God, Brian Hoyer just said it.
4: Well, you and I know a bit differently about the current quarterback situation. So I maybe we could say a lesson learned because, you know, I, I was adamant about that draft pick. And about who wanted that draft pick uh back in 2014 or whatever the hell it was by yes. right now um you know i I was adamant about who I thought wanted that a draft pick mm-hmm. and i and I know that the people who wanted that draft pick had to be talked into into making a trade this time around yeah. I knew they had to be talked into it. Uh, people don't want to believe that, but it's true. I, I, what I heard right there, this is just confirming. You know, from his perspective. Now, there's going to be other people who have different perspectives. Whatever, uh, it kind of confirms what a lot of people just thought in the first place. Uh, I don't think that it puts. I don't think it puts Haslam any different from a lot of new owners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not an excuse. But I think that David Tepper has come in and has decided to take the reins and makes a ton of mistakes. And I think when Shad Khan took over with the Jacksonville Jaguars, came in and made a ton of mistakes. And Jed York, who's the owner of the San Francisco 49ers, you remember when he first took over that franchise, made a ton of mistakes because you're the one at the charge, you're the one at the head, and there's a lot of things where in a lot of businesses you can say, I've hired the right people and here are the trends there's a scoreboard out there, man, and if you're on the wrong side of that and you got all these regular people ripping you up and down, I mean, it it is very much everybody's your shareholder, and it could be a very big, pressurized situation, and I think a lot of guys, you know, they have that, and I forget the name of the term, they're successful in other business, and they come in and they think they're going to be successful in, in this business, and it just has a way of humbling billionaires unlike I've ever seen mm-hmm. anything, ever. I mean, it's just such a... It, it 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 puts people in 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 perspective and in place in front of everybody every single year and we say, well, you know, they they were part owners of the Steelers. I, I I don't think that matters. I don't think that matters at all. I think that guys come in and they have their own ideas, and I don't think that they sit there and go, I learned this from the Steelers. I think they think of ways they could do it differently and better. Yeah, but we we and they don't really
3: take that lesson. Well, we we have no way of knowing. No fan base would ever have a way of knowing what owners are learning from their lessons or not learning from their lessons because mm-hmm. we're not in the building, mm-hmm. and you only hear. The version you hear is always, everybody is unified and on the same page until the day they fire somebody, and then it's like, yep. oh, stuff was simmering and, behind the scenes for months. And we pick like, and choose. You never know. So I have no idea. What I don't know today is, yep. how does Jimmy Haslam feel about Sean Watson as his quarterback of the Browns? How does he feel about that trade? How does he feel about what Flacco did at the end of last year? And what you might say, who cares? Well, you just heard a player who was in the building who definitively said the owner was pushing for a guy now that makes me wonder. Now I mean it's maybe maybe it's always made me wonder, what does Haslam think and when Haslam wants to pull the plug on something, does that happen? Does it instantly happen the moment the owner wants to pull the plug on well, something? Well, he's the owner,
4: he can make the decision on what he wants. Uh, as well as long, you know, with contracts as long as he's willing to pay someone to go away or something like that. I mean, you can do whatever you want if you're if you're Jimmy Haslam. Uh, but my thought of it is is that we also pick and choose and this is this is part of the hypocrisy of us in media and being fans. We want owners to be hands-off until we beg owners to be hands-on. We just want them to do the things we want them to do. You know, it's like, leave this alone. Leave this alone. And when I say that the ownership had to be talked into making that trade, people hear that and go, why did he agree to that trade? Why did they agree to that trade? Well, he trusted his football people on that. You know, said, we're going to go and we're going to win more football games and this will eventually iron its way out and... You are, you're an owner, you're a billionaire, you've been in a pressure cooker before, this is nothing. And so you will go out there and you'll face the slings and arrows of the media and the fans and, 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 and everything else from outside, but as long as you win, it'll be different.
3: But I think a lot of people pick and choose when they want their owner to be well, active. All I've heard from people the last few years is that Jimmy Haslam has learned his lessons and they base that on the fact that we've had a coach and a GM for four years. They've also won one playoff game. Mm-hmm. And this team had a a total rebuild. They tanked for how many years? They got all the top draft picks. Uh, John Dorsey hit on some of those. Um, Andrew Barry, uh, excuse me, uh, before, before, help me out. Sashi Brown hit on one of them. Hit on a couple of them now that, uh, what, David DeJoku is. No, that's a door. No, that's a Sashi. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously he drafted Miles Garrett. So, you know, you, you have these players inherited by. Andrew Barry that have all been really, really good, you know, from Joel Batonio to Wyatt Teller to Nick Chubb to Denzel Ward to Miles Garrett, like all really the best players on this team. Most of them were before Andrew Barry. They've got one playoff game. How do we know any lessons have been learned? They've just, they've won enough games for guys to keep jobs. I mean, if that's, if that's a litmus test of whether or not you think, I don't know that that lessons have been learned, but do we know that that can't change in a second? I mean, what if, We've all gone through this exercise. What if the quarterback gets injured again or plays like he did this year? What are we going to be saying about? But I don't want to do that right now. Well, I, I know. think we're going to be in a malaise. I know. But I think we're going
4: to be in a real malaise. What are we going this to be is, talking
3: about God, in terms of lessons learned and whether stability matters? I think no, because people want gonna, stability to go out the window if this team has one playoff yeah. win in all these years. No, they want. They also remember there were a lot of
4: people who were begging Jimmy to fire the coach. So what do you want? Do you want a hands-off owner? You've had hands-off owners before. Martha Ford is a hands-off owner, has been a hands-off owner. Virginia McCaskey was a hands-off owner, long time. Until the you know the family gets involved in things like this, I mean these are elderly people now who have put other people in the day to day operations. But there were times where they had the quote unquote power, and they let Matt Millen make a lot of decisions that a lot of people in Detroit did not care for. So we pick, we are hypocrites. We pick and choose when we want our owners involved. That's my point of it. It's just a circular conversation. And when things are good, uh, with, you know, well. I'll say this. When the Browns went to the playoffs in 2020, there was a lot of positivity towards ownership, towards Browns ownership. When they went to the playoffs this year, I I still think that people think of it as a house of cards because they don't trust the quarterback. So if the quarterback goes out and plays well, we're going to feel a lot better about the stability of this thing. But I think to a lot of people, I think that this is a really good-looking house that doesn't have great bones. Before you've had houses that have had great member tone when you were looking for a house, she's got good bones Mm -hmm. That was the big thing. She's got good bones. Yeah, I know. We got to get a paint job on the outside or new siding on or a new roof, but she's got good bones when you're looking on some of them old historic houses in Rocky River and Lakewood and all that stuff. And I think this is the opposite. I I think that this, we're looking at a McMansion right now. Like it's like, hey, you know, she looks good from the outside, but eh, some of the materials, is this
3: construction grade? Is this really holding up? What are we doing? I I wonder if. Deshaun Watson has a bad year next year. Will fans clamor for ownership to intervene again and to start meddling yeah. again? And might we see that?
4: I'd love to do a team by team comparison of houses. The Steelers, she's got good bones. Ravens, brick house. Bengals, brick house because you got quarterback. Browns, right now, McMansion.
3: McMansion? Yeah. I do love how many Spires? Three. A cupola. Name another team. <laughs> Name another team. Let's do it right off the top. Go, Lions. Well, they just had one of the best two-year draft
5: classes, right? I mean, yeah, I think they I'm got a really. Nice... Ma-
4: I'm leaning more Mc- Mc- I'm waiting for the other
5: shoe I to think drop. They a got a golf. really nice ranch. They got mm. a good foundation there. No basement yet. Oh yeah, because I mean, you-
2: this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.
1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Got Aiden Hutchinson. And you might draft another pass mm-hmm. rusher.
5: Yeah, you know what? I Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice ranch. They got a toy in the yard. They got St. Brown. He's out there, you know, look good. There you go. He
3: looked awesome.
5: You got it's, one, of those, got you one know, of those globes. It's a Camaro. It's, yeah. a, it's a Mustang. It's a Mustang because they're Ford, yeah. right? Do another one. Give me another um, one. Um. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
4: That is a McMansion. Definitely. I do not trust that quarterback year to year. I don't care what anybody says, and you guys can accuse me of whatever. All you Baker nut jobs out there, I don't care.
3: Hey, Baker had a really good year. I still feel like he's game to game yep. on, on, on how much I trust him. And that's
4: him. a McMansion. The Buffalo Bills. That is a McMansion. Wait, people, that is absolutely. Wait, people
3: say their cap situation is, is not
4: good. No. That defense, when you, if you lose one linebacker, now they lost other guys, obviously. They had other injuries. But all of a sudden, that secondary got really old. Uh, you lost Mike Milano. Uh, Milano so, he, I mean, that, that lost a lot. Everything's ran again and, through uh, Josh Allen. I know you got a bit of a running
3: game. Um, who's the other? They, White. they, they, they lost. Um, Their injuries were, were pretty significant, too, yes. defensively. Uh, you had those issues. And yet they still went on a tear at the end of the year uh-huh. and made the playoffs. So you had those issues. Like I
4: think a lot of that is faulty, and basically the uh, the, the Chiefs are the White House. I mean, they'll, that building is protected. And, well, they keep going there every year. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm uh,
3: I'm a little worried. I know things change, and then the hot take artists come out Good again. Stuff, fun I'm, stuff. I'm a little worried about the Chiefs, the fact that they won the Super Bowl this year. I'm a little worried how the everybody else is going to talk about the NFL next year. Why? Because they had no wide receivers this year. What would you say their running back situation was? Isaiah yeah, Pacheco's solid. pretty good. Yeah, I mean uh,
5: that's that's what it's been. I mean, <laughs> they've never had anybody that knocks your socks off. But they're they yeah.
4: Isaiah solid. Pacheco needs another number.
5: All year. I think of a, run, think of a wide problem. receiver in the yeah, backfield. The ah, I love it because we bought a bunch of Tyree Hill jerseys, and now I can go get those names. <laughs> you name can take change. it to Stitch and Switch. Yep. I think it is.
3: So, Ellie's a nice lady. What were people saying about Travis Kelsey most of the regular season? He's washed. He's old. He's yep. useless. Yep. Uh, They're points per game. They're points per game. They were down like 10 a So game. Yeah. what do you think people are going to say about the NFL I, this season? I, I think now, because they just... They won a Super Bowl right after trading for Tyreek Hill, which is incredible. Trading away Tyreek Hill. Trading away from him. Now they just won a Super Bowl looking very, very, not average because they won a ton of games. Right. But looking very pedestrian as far as great (laughs) contenders go. Very pedestrian in the regular season.
5: Their losses were primetime losses. I mean, the Lions game, first game of the year. Yep. The Raiders was on Christmas Day, so it was easy to be a
3: talking head and go. They're done. The game, the run is over. They need to retool. Andy Reid needs to get. They need to fit. Do they need to bring back the enemy? Like I remember all these things being said the whole year that they were not gonna uh, go to the Super Bowl, and not only that, they they could lose at any point in the playoffs. Remember, Patrick Mahomes has to go on the road. Who's he gonna get the ball to? Right, and then they won the Super Bowl again. I, I wonder if now all those hot take artists are just gonna all say yeah, Kansas City's gonna win the Super Bowl. And it's gonna people are gonna get mad. It's so like the oh, Browns, I'm doubling down. So so the Browns the Browns could go thirteen and four next year and look like the best team in football. Dude, they're not picking the Browns. No, I'm
4: doubling down. They
3: are picking the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm doubling
4: down. I'm not I'm picking anybody but the Chiefs this year.
5: I'll double down. Well, the smart money says to do that. Exactly.
3: Has there ever been a
4: three I'm in go, a row? I'm gonna go yeah, against I them until I'm until I'm proven wrong, and then that would make them obviously mm-hmm. I, they're a special team. They are a very special franchise right now. We'll we'll find out, but I'm doubling down. I'm picking anybody but the Chiefs already. Already,
5: that's fine. You know, as a like everybody. Oh, at, the world's against you guys, well, right? As as yeah, everybody, thought, everybody doubted as you. As the playoffs mm-hmm. started this year, everybody's like, "Well, who do you think's going to win the Super Bowl? The Chiefs." I mean, I'm a fan, so I'm gonna pick up. Yeah. But at the same there was a confidence there was there's a little doubt in there. But yeah. when you've got the best player in the game, you're in the game, mm-hmm. right? No matter what. No matter what happens. Um okay. I Ooh, yeah, I mean me there might better.
3: be I wonder if there will be like the confirmation bias like throughout the year where the Chiefs lose another one and then Ken's gonna go, told you they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah. No. <laughs> they're gonna go through this exercise no. all over. No, no, like no, 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 people
4: of his no. ilk. During seven in heaven, that will be the thing is I will never say I'm picking against them, but I'm never going to say they're not going to win the Super Bowl until I officially know they're not going to win the Super Bowl. And if that comes down to a last second field goal by the Rams or something like that, then so be it. I'm never going to say they're not going to win the Super Bowl.
3: So are we done? That's just stupid. That's So when we That's do seven in heaven, are we just going to do two through seven? Are we done with anything else but the Chiefs number one? No, because they no weren't the number happened, one seed. It's
4: a
5: seeding thing. Yeah, yeah, they
4: weren't the number one seed. You're talking power rankings. You could always do power rankings, and we do power rankings now. But it, when it comes to seven in heaven, that that's a seeding. Boy, how wrong did I end up on Jacksonville? What a letdown they were. You, I thought for sure they cruised through that one, division.
3: What,
5: halfway through the season? Yeah.
4: And I was right halfway through the season, and then things went to hell. Mm.
5: Well, they even went on a skid, and then they had a little bit of a bounce back.
4: What a paper tiger. Yeah. Boy, that, Buckeye Nick was right on Twitter. Shout to Buckeye Nick, you got it right, out. bud.
3: That does that does bring us to a kind of an interesting question. That it's clearly an Ohio State fan. How good would the Browns have to oh, be yeah, next year in the regular season for a That's bunch of thing, that, better, not us, but because we're of course we will. We'll, we'll all say Browns are going to win no matter what. We all picked them to win the playoff game. How good would they have to be for that, us to say that that for for people outside of Cleveland to say? They're going to the Super Frankly,
4: Bowl. Frankly, I think that depends on how good or bad the Chiefs are. If Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, then I think that's oh, a different well, yeah. conversation. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, well, but that's an unfair healthy. thing. That's an unfair thing. If the Chiefs are actually struggling, because I don't know what the Broncos are. I think the Broncos are a team that will still have a good coach, and I think they'll be a thorn. I think they're the Steelers of the a- a- AFC West. I think they will be a thorn in the side. I think that the Chargers got to get their act together for crying out loud. I mean, they are the media darling and for all the reasons we said and the raiders i don't know i'm rooting for the raiders i like antonio pierce but i you know there's there's still a lot to be like well did you did you hire the right guy did you did you do the right thing or did you overcorrect the problem that you had when rich Bisaccia was in charge what did you do you know that's another thing about owners the overcorrection you know, we did this with Terry Francona. That was part of the that's part of the providence that we had in getting him because they overcorrected Terry Francona with chicken and beer in the clubhouse and went and got Bobby Valentine, who ran the thing like it was Paris Island. And then they were even worse the next year. And then who did they go back? They went and got John Farrell, yep. who's right from the the cloth of Terry Francona. And I think that that goes on in professional sports all the time. And it's and I wonder if it's I like Antonio Pierce. I think it's he brought. Jim Otto into the locker room, and he brought Ted. Hend- uh, um, was it was Ted Hendricks in the locker Henry. room? Uh, he brought he, he brought a couple other guys back into the locker room. I think Jim Plunkett and some other guys. Like he's trying to get the autumn wind moving again, yeah. but I don't he'll know be, how that's going to work fired out. In a year. But there you go. <laughs> if if the if the Chiefs really look like clunkers and are struggling to get into the playoffs, then maybe we mm. will. Have that conversation. Until the the AFC
5: West proves that they can contend there. I mean, I know you said the thing about the Broncos. They are not the Steelers. The Broncos are a horrible franchise that has beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs once in seven years. Horrible franchise. Once in seven years, Ken. Once. They beat them once since Patrick Mahomes took over. And in one of those games... (laughs) Patrick Mahomes' kneecap was on the side of his <laughs> leg, and the Chiefs still so you're, won. The game. You're not buying Sean Payton in year two. I'm not buying that franchise who had John Elway won two Super Bowls was great. Couldn't do anything after him until they got lucky that Peyton Manning broke his neck and ended up being there. Um. Uh, okay. That's. What
3: about what about Harbaugh with I, Herbert?
5: Mm, I mean, you got to have other good I mean, players too. I would take them over, but. The the Chargers as an organization as an ownership have shown you that you can't trust them yet. But I would say Har- Harbaugh and Herbert are the, as an AFC West fan, the only ones that really um, make me at least pause for a second and think they might be able to contend. Like the the Chiefs could go ten and seven, eleven and six, and still win that division to me. Oof. I am fascinated
3: by the Harbaugh thing. I have wanted that to happen, not just because you know it obviously does <laughs> it weakens Michigan, right. although now, they won the, the titles. That's so the only
5: team I think that could beat my ten and seven I, Chiefs winning the division. I mean, I think action.
3: Harbaugh is a is a pretty damn special head coach, right? And I truly, I truly wonder at this stage. You know, he's going back to the NFL. He's been out of that game. I'm sure he watched his brother's games, but right. you know, his focus has been on college football. A guy like that. It's not like he has a lot of free time to pay attention to the trends of the NFL. I do think he'll hire, I mean, staff-wise, I think this is the thing that his brother has done so well, that they're always evolving, always moving, and I hope maybe Stefanski's doing the same thing, evolving, instead of looking at it as a bad thing that he he had to change up the staff. Like, Harbaugh has always done that at Baltimore, and I wonder if his brother's going to be the exact same way that he's always going to have the right analytics people to confer with. He's going to have the right guys in in scouting, pro personnel. I mean, a lot of that is going to be so interesting to me and I just think he su- he gives you such an advantage as as a as a head coach he and a guy in the building. For I think everybody looks at him and goes, "Yep, we know who's in charge here." Well,
4: it's not about saving Justin Herbert. It's about getting Justin Herbert to the level that he's expected to be at. Like, I've been critical of Justin Herbert certainly. I I'm really more critical of the media regarding Justin Herbert than I am Justin Herbert. Also, I I also think that they've been they have been such a disappointment with the talent that they've had that somebody's got to get this thing going in the right direction. And they've they've just missed on for whatever there's something it's funny though, the talent on their they've half had. of the
3: field that just doesn't work. The, they've that, had the big names, but guys like Daniel Jeremiah at the end of the year, you know, and he knows Chargers very well, obviously, yeah. he's like a lot of it's aging talent. Broken and down, that, talent. Yeah. and that's part of the problem. And that's not what wins in the NFL. That, Big names,
4: right. but that's that's what I think part of the problem is because if you look at at in the same building, the Rams and the Chargers, like you could have you've you could have made an argument four years ago, and this is a Rams Super Bowl team that the Chargers might have been the more talented group. Ta would probably make that argument with you. You know he's a Chargers follower. I can't say he's a fan. I don't know if he's a fan of anybody, but he certainly follows the Chargers. They're a pet cat. Now, maybe we'd have have some disagreements here. How does one staff get the very most out of their team and Jared Goff and then Matt Stafford, and you have a quarterback that clearly has talent in in Justin Herbert, and you can't get this thing going in the right direction? Is it more Justin Herbert's fault? Can't say that. Is it more you have not been able to get everything you can out of the type of players that you've had, now it's gotten a little bit older. The age catches up with you real quick in the NFL. I mean, we're we, we're starting to see kind of the, the light at the end of the tunnel with a couple of our players. Like, hey, like Miles going into year eight, he'll be here forever. I
3: can't believe that. Ah. year
5: eight, Years
4: what seven with Denzel Ward? Yeah, yeah, year seven with Denzel.
5: I mean, he'll be here God. forever. You brought it up today about Jedrick Wills. You're like he's still young. It's you're five. Year five. J- year five. Year five for that guy.
4: I mean, Young is a relatively right.
5: different thing to say. I can't say he's old. I mean, I can't say he's a baby anymore. Right. He's definitely not yeah. a it's okay, he's still learning things guy anymore. He's, just a, you know? he's basically just
4: a younger Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin's going to be, what, 29 or right. 30 by the end of this, this season? By the start of the season, he might be 30. So he's not that much older than him, for crying out loud. So, yeah, I, I think it's just being able to maximize the type of talent that they have. And it, I mean, God, if Jim Harbaugh
5: can't do it, then maybe the franchise is just cursed over there. Maybe that's it. I mean, they. I know you love Philip Rivers, and I've always been sour. I'm, I like Philip Rivers don't, a lot. I don't, <clears throat> I don't disrespect him. his talent and his ability to play football, but that friend he was just in the wrong spot. I mean, Eli apparently picked it right because had Eli Manning ended up there, he might have had better career numbers. Did Eli, but, Manning, but,
3: <laughs> did Eli Manning win
5: any playoff games outside of the two Super Bowls? No, <laughs> it's amazing career. It's, it is it's an all-time it's, amazing in career. In fact, I don't think. They only made the play. He only made the playoffs one other time besides those two years. It, it, people are gonna that like was this. The, that was the year that OBJ took him on the boat. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna because if I yeah. say his
4: name, people are gonna automatically discount it. There is a person out there who's worked in the NFL for a long time who says you would be very, you'd be shocked at how many quote unquote bad organizations there are. There are far more bad organizations in the NFL than there are good. Far more it's just the dressing right. it's just the window dressing like we're talking about houses there are far more bad quote unquote bad organizations in the NFL than there are good and i think that you take a look at jacksonville you take a look at the chargers i think that the browns have been an example hate to say it but i think it's true at times where you at one point you had six pro bowlers on a four win football team you, there there are glaring examples um of of teams that why are you doing this? Why is this turned into this situation? And it's—I think it shows you just how hard it is to be
5: the Chiefs. That how—that's how special the Chiefs are. Organizations that can't get out yeah. of their
4: own way. Because there's so many teams, they're just—they're putting on a fresh coat of paint. Right. They're covering up where they can. They're cleaning up when 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 people come over. You look at the you know, Texans.
5: Yeah, the Texans have been. It took them ten years to get the thing going, but they've been. Fringing playoffs forever. They can't do anything mm-hmm. with it once they once they get there. Mm-hmm.
4: And C.J. Stroud might give them the change that they right. needed. But that was an organization that two years ago Jack Easterby's there and it's weird. Right. And Landry's texting us. Certain things about that organization and all the other stuff, like it's it's not good. And now here they are, and people are like, why can't we be more like the Texans? Because we're in a land it, of haves it, and have it, nots. It and when you're a have not, you feel everybody else has what you don't. It
3: happens instantly, and then they yeah. they, they crush you in a playoff game. That's
4: Our, and this is why you and me and Owen, because you're here, and I know you're a Chiefs fan, so you get both perspectives of the Bronx are trying to find stability yeah, and, and I've in been, a lot I of ways. Think they I've have been pretty good at being yeah. non-biased yeah. when it comes to that well, stuff. You've seen your favorite team is stable. Right. Your team that your, your second favorite team has fought for stability, and that's why you, me, and Lima shake our heads. And Pony wants to drive here and punch us all in the mouth because we shake our heads and go, you, "You guys are, you guys don't understand what you have there. You guys are, you guys are silly." Because it's actually, again, good bones. Might not look that great from the outside. Might need to be renovated here and there, but you got good bones. You don't
5: even realize it, and we get upset about that. I think the two organizations paralleled each other until 2013, when obviously the Chiefs went out and got who has become the best coach in the NFL, save for Lima's draft comments that mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd take Kyle Shanahan over him. Yeah, it, it is a it's and
4: again it's a moving target. You can't just sit there and stay that way. If you build a, if you build up equity, we give we give them more credit than they're due. Like it, it, you saw. The media I'm talking about, you saw the cracks two years ago with the New England Patriots. We talked about it, but everybody's like, Belichick, Belichick, Belichick. Yeah, they had bizarre Belichick. free agencies. Yeah.
3: They went up to one year, they paid like three yeah. tight
4: ends. Well, guess what? You get six Super Bowls, you get the benefit of the doubt from the media. Yeah. Okay? You win two they out of went three. out the window
3: and he can't even get a job.
4: Yeah, you win three out of four Super Bowls, and you're already an odds-on favor to go again. You get the benefit of the doubt from the media. Plus, your quarterback's 28. 27 years old
5: or whatever the hell he is so you're going to definitely get the benefit of the doubt from the media do you need the job when you're running through every house in Nantucket just having your way with it that was not him
0: (laughs) okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road